We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andy Liu on the Spotify Groovy map. We're recording this 20 minutes after the Warriors and the Wolves. Let's see if let's see if the little buffer time means cooler heads prevail today. Uh, just I didn't want to call it a disgusting loss. Like Warriors are shorthanded. Moody goes down the first half of the game even more shorthanded. But anyway, you want to slice it. Wolves took it to them, and Warriors are just kind of you know turning the turning the calendar to March did not solve their issues. Uh, you called it this morning. You shot me a text this morning and said, hey, the Warriors are going to lose tonight. They're going to lose big. And I texted you back and said, yeah, that sounds about right. But uh, you called it. Uh, the Warriors were one point favorites tonight, Sam. I don't know why. I don't know why. If you've watched the Warriors play the last five games, tonight was a loss. We, Anthony Edwards got scratched before the game and it didn't matter. How, should, how we start fade, should we start fading the Warriors and just make some money? Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie to everyone. Like, at the beginning of the year when – the Lakers were getting way too much respect from the books. I put some good money in my bank account. Like every, right. every game I was like betting against them and it caused like tuition money times. type, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was, I was just saving. This is, this is an investment strategy right here. <laughs> now I, I don't want to do it against the Warriors because that would just hurt my soul. But when there's money to be made, no. <laughs> um, all right, let's get, let's get, let's get to the game here. So like uh, it's, are we officially at a point where it's like they did a really good job buying time for Draymond being out, but like it's officially too long. Like Looney, like Looney did a really good job of like holding down the fort, but like he can only do it for so long. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I think absolutely. I think even if Clay Thompson played tonight, this thing was going to be a blowout. I, I, you know, Dallas, you could say that the Warriors, would have won that game with Clay Thompson. They, they they probably would have. But tonight felt like one of those games where they just weren't good enough. At no point tonight did you feel like the Warriors were going to win this game. No point. If you told me Steph was going to score 69 points, yeah, then, you know, sure, they win this game. But at no point tonight that they felt like they were the better team. Tim. And, and that's, man, that is a testament to where the Warriors are this season, isn't it? We're almost at the end of the season. The Wolves are going to be a seven, eight, nine seed, right? And, and the Warriors are maybe, maybe a seven, no, 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 seven seed. They're they're kind of actually. Kinda they might see walking. them in the first round, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Isn't it? it, it it's getting kind of likely at this point. And the Warriors got absolutely outclassed. It wasn't close. Yeah, just just for clarification, the Wolves are the seven seed. They got kind of two games on the Clippers, uh, and they're about three to four back of the Nuggets and um, the Mavericks are kind of bunched up five, six. Like they're, they're kind of like, depending on the day, one's five, one, six. Um, and yeah, so I, I think the Wolves are going to actually be the seven seed. Like I, they don't look like they're going to collapse. I think they're actually a nice little team to be perfectly frank. And I'm, I'm just watching this. And it's like, we, we can talk about Draymond missing and obviously Clay was missing too. And that's a lot of talent out of the lineup, but it's it's frustrating. I don't I don't know how else to put it. You're not you're they lost by twenty plus 
tonight. And yes, Draymond's out and Clay's out, but Jordan Poole's got to be better. Andrew Wiggins after 15, the great first quarter. 15 for clarity, but they did. Um, it was it was at kind 20 of. until some garbage. Yeah, I right, know, what you're, saying. I know right. what you're saying. Right. Like he's got to be better when it matters. Andrew Wiggins was very good in the beginning, but tailed off right in the middle of the game when it truly mattered. This team has just got to be better. Steph Curry, 34 points tonight, Sam. But did it feel like it was a very in fact, impactful grade 34 points? Not really. Right. It, it just felt like they just didn't have a chance. I was watching D'Lo and, and, and Cat rip up the defense to get open shots from Malik Beasley. And I'm just sitting here and like, am I, am I watching the same Warriors that, that we saw in the beginning of the season? There's only 20 games left. Yeah. Not, and it's, it, it's uh... a couple things stood out to me. Okay. So let's put the Draymond and Clay thing aside because it is what it is. Um, the Wolves are just more physical than them. They wow. were like the yeah. wolves, wow. the wolves, um, they've made a point to surround Cat and D'Lo with just goons across the board, right? Like Jared Vanderbilt, you know, I could be hipster and tell you about how much I love him, but like the point stands Vanderbilt, right. McDaniels, Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, they're, they're grinders. They're really physical. They're defensive minded. They're not consistent offensive players. They're all like guys who, could go four for six from three or oh for six, you know, like they're those type of guys, but like they will always defend and get loose balls. And I'm watching the Warriors and outside of GP2, who matches that same level of intensity when he plays. And to be fair, Damian Lee and Damian Lee more than anyone brought it today. Um, and Looney tried to, but he's physically limited. I'm watching like Wiggins, I'm watching. Jordan Poole, really those two stick in my mind where I'm like, you two have to be a lot better. Um, Wiggins was just getting beaten physically by right. players who are less talented than him. Let's be real. Like, like uh, Jared, um, sorry, Jalen, Jaden McDaniels is a, I'm interested. Like he's an interesting player. He's a like, fringe get, rotation guy right now at best. He's, he's lengthy. I get like the intrigue with him, but like he, He's not a good shooter. He can't do a lot of other things. Yeah, he is a fr- he's a fringe guy where you can see the upside. Um, he's not as talented as Wiggins. He was beating him to a lot of balls tonight. Jared Vanderbilt, same thing when he was in there. Um, uh, McLaughlin, same thing oh, with, Jordan, with Jordan Poole, who I think was probably the disappointment of the night for the Warriors tonight. Honestly, I thought Jordan Poole was going to have a chance to cut, bounce back like everyone called out. Last game was uncomfortable. Steve Kerr even, you know, he said, I got to get him more minutes, you know, which is like classic Steve, like I'll take the blame. Um, and, and maybe he was right too. But like um, they were all doing everything to try to get Jordan Poole going. And he comes out here and it's just another flat performance. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And who do you want to blame? I don't know. You you, you get to blame whoever you want to blame, whether it be Steve Kerr playing these Phil Jackson-ish mind games, Bobby Knight-ish mind games, or you say, Jordan Poole, you got to be better. You're the one that has to play better basketball. Whether you start or you don't start, you got to be better. Andrew Wiggins, same thing. You got to be better. It doesn't matter what position you're put in at the end of the day, right, Sam? This is not the NFL. You don't, you're not just kind of like Kyle Shanahan can make Jimmy Garoppolo solid. But in the NBA, if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, you're not going to be a good basketball player. That's very simple. It, it, a lot of it is just how good you are, how talented, how, how hard you're playing. And I think you're right. Wiggins and Poole, outside of the top three guys, Steph, Draymond, and Clay, are the most important players of this team. And those guys were awful. And when that happens, and then you're missing the two of the top three guys. So, Sam, you're saying you're, you're missing four of the top five guys. Yeah, you're yeah. going to lose by 20. You're I mean, going to lose think, by 20. I think, like, at this point, I feel pretty comfortable in saying Clay has thrown off the rhythm of Wiggins and Poole. And I'm not blaming Clay. Hmm. But Interesting. I just feel like since Clay came back, they don't know who they're just, they feel lost. And I don't know if it's the coaching staff's fault. I, I feel like, I feel like you watch Jordan Poole. Obviously, he's frustrated that he lost his starting job. To like, even if you understand Clay is a first bout Hall of Famer and all that sort of stuff, like, it still kind of sucks. He was starting for a first place team. You know, it's kind of like you got demoted for no reason. You know what I mean? 
and you can he he needs to like get over it he needs to just like understand that it is what it is right but like you can understand the feeling like we were in first place when I was starting. Why do I have to go to the bench? Right. You can understand that sort of thing. And then Wiggins, I think Wiggins was thriving playing the role clay plays, which was just, you know, shooting and defending. Right. 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 And, and since Draymond's gone down, he's needed to do more things like playmaking really. And now he's kind of, I don't want to say Wiggins has regressed, but it feels a little more like the Minnesota Wiggins where it's like, flashes but a lot of like it's just it, it's not they they both do not look like the players they looked like in the beginning of the season when they had clear defined roles around Stefan Draymond they, yeah. like they knew exactly who they were and now I'm watching this team it doesn't even matter like the the thing that bothers me is Draymond's out Clay is out in theory they should find their roles again tonight and they're not I think that's the point because my question to you is along the lines of, hey, if, if Draymond and Clay are back, a lot of this gets solved, right? A lot of this gets solved. But also at the same time, if Draymond and Clay are back, Jordan Poole is still coming off the bench, right? Andrew Wiggins, we saw, was struggling when Clay came back because he didn't have the same amount of shots. So you're still you're still seeing some of these same issues. I don't know if those get solved, but I mean, obviously the Warriors are better. If those guys are back. So at the well, end yeah, of the day, big, you know, obviously, but those guys are still issue. struggling though. Right. Like yeah. that's my thing. My, my thing is, especially with Jordan Poole, actually, it's not really with Wiggins. I think with Wiggins, you get those two top players back. I think Wiggins is going to be fine. I think he's going to be getting open shots. He doesn't have to do much on offense on defense. He can focus on guarding the quick guards. He'll be okay. Actually. I'm not too worried about Wiggins. My issue is with Jordan Poole because it seems like to me that, He's not happy with his role, and he's not playing well. And if he's not pouting, he's just playing bad basketball. And that's going to extend regardless of whether Clay is back, regardless of whether Draymond is back. And that's number one to me, Sam. It, 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 maybe it's not to you, but to me, the number one issue with this team right now is how Jordan Poole is being, being played. They're not winning a championship with Jordan Poole playing the way he is right now. They're not. No, they need him to be uh, the player he was early in the yep. season, which is a legitimate yep. X factor yep. offensively. Like he's obviously he's not as consistent on ball as Steph because Steph's a Hall of Famer and Jordan Poole's twenty two year old, but he he brought enough on ball that like he mattered. He mattered a lot to this team, and he does matter a lot to this team. Um, you know how like in the beginning of the season, or even take it back to last year, it's a lot of like dribble less and just make quicker decisions and when he started doing that he took off it feels like he's gone he's he's regressed back to like wanting the ball in his hands and if he doesn't get the ball in his hands there's some pouting going on um it, it seems to me like the combo of injuries and kind of changing of roles it's thrown off the rhythm of everyone and it shows most on the defensive side to be honest like because I, Steve Kerr keeps focusing on defense, and I don't necessarily blame him for this. They're going to kind of ebb and flow on offense without Clay and Draymond. They're not really defending. They're making a lot of effort mistakes. It's a reason they play better with Damian Lee and Juan in there right now because those guys don't make effort mistakes. If they make mistakes, it's just kind of like they only, you know, it's a talent right. thing, right? Right. Um, but with like guys like Jordan Poole and some, some other guys, it's just kind of like, where's your head? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. Right now, uh, watching Damian Lee and watching uh, JTA, uh, get me those guys. Those guys are playing hard. Those guys are playing, trying to play defense. And those guys give a shit out there. And I think that's where the point of – Jordan Poole, you just got to be – look, man, you got a lot of money that's on the line, and you're a young kid. You want to be better, but at the end of the day, you got to play better basketball. How you much just this, have to. Let me ask you this because I know we're going to get this call. How much of this are you putting on Steve Kerr? <laughs> because, look, <laughs> this is not the easiest team to, sure. um, to coach, and not because they're bad guys or, like, there's weird personalities. It's you're just dealing with people who are at different stages of their career with different priorities. Like Jordan Poole, definitely he he hasn't got a big contract. 
it's impossible. If you're Jordan Poole, the, it has to be on your mind that like this next contract is, you know, life changing money. So it, it like, it, whereas like, you know, like, I, I guess Steve Kerr to has about- to understand that though. Right. Yeah. A- Steve Kerr as a role player has to understand that 50, 50. Steve Kerr can't just say, yeah, I'm going to do this my way. And if you don't play the way that I want, you're going to get benched. He can't do that. You, you're not, you can't do that because this team can't win a championship without him. In my opinion, do you agree? They can't win a championship with Jordan Poole playing well. No, he needs to. You're right. He needs to be the X factor offensively. Like we all know, um, their chances at competing for a title start with the core three, and Wiggins is an important player beyond that, being like your your wing stopper and a guy who right, shots. Right, right. But like right. Jordan Poole has to be that that guy who, when you get into those games and they're mucking up the offense, Jordan Poole is the guy who gets you a bucket and makes you unguardable. And, and they and they need to figure they need to get that out of him. It can't be of a it, it can't be a hey this is this is the age old question we had all of last season. Me and you sat here and and during COVID right peak pandemic we sat here and questioned and we said as a coach you can't just say this is my theory this is my system you have to conform to my system. At some point you have to say this is what Jordan Poole's strengths are this is what X X player strengths are we got to fit what we think is good for basketball for our system according to his strengths. And I think that Steve Kerr has to, has to relent a little bit and say, this is what we have to do to make Jordan Poole good. And it might, I might not be happy about it. I might not be cool with this, but I need to do this because this is what makes the Warriors the best. I think right now Steve Kerr is kind of thinking, what makes me happy? And nobody gives a shit whether Steve's curse theory is right. All we care about is how good the Warriors are. Right. And a lot of that I think depends on what Steve Kerr feels like. Like we got a we got a quote from okay. Andrew Uh-oh. Wiggins. God. Okay. Um, you know, the notoriously talkative Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> um Steve okay, so this is from um Shana Rubin of the Barry News Group. Steve Kerr. Friend said, of the show. This <laughs> friend of the show. Steve Kerr said the team just looks disconnected tonight. Reasons are intangible. Mm. Wiggins agreed saying we all just need to get on the same page. We all want the same thing. We just have to want it more. Is he talking to himself? Who is he talking to? Uh, Yeah. I don't know. That's, uh, that's, that's, it kind of ties into what we were saying. Um, it's it's tangible. They're they're disconnected. Steve said it. They're disconnected. They're playing disconnected. They are the talent deficit right now, but they are they <laughs> this is a very polite way of, of saying that they're having some sort of locker room issues right now, right? I, I, ooh, wow, you said it. You think so? I'm watching the Lakers right now collapse against the Mavs. They collapsed against the Okay, Cowboys. okay. So, so it, could, it could always be worse. That's a great example. Of no, but no, 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 no. But I'm, I'm saying you're, you're, you're inferring that it's similar, because the war, the Lakers obviously have locker room issues. Any team LeBron has his locker room issues, and, and they don't seem like they're playing hard. They don't seem like they care. The Warriors aren't at that level, right? Obviously, they're not that bad. But you're saying, and I agree with you that they're, they're similar. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not willing to go that far, but like that is kind of like what we're getting at in terms of trending direction, right? Like where it's like, you know, if you're going to keep splintering away and everyone's going to play their own way, this the Lakers are the perfect example of like you put together like players who have a certain amount of talent and it just does not work and it doesn't click. Like that, that's like, so you're right. Like it's a it's an example of like the worst case scenario. I'm not willing to go. Right, the right. We're not that. Yeah, right. In right, right. any capacity. Right, right. Um, it's just kind of like it's very clear that they are struggling and that it's it's more than just players missing. It's effort. It's uh, something, something beyond that. And may, maybe calling it out, maybe calling it out is what they need because this has kind of been a team that when they hit adversity, they call it out and things you know, tend I, to move in a positive direction after that. 
Yeah, I think I think there's one thing I want to bring up. I, we should probably get the goon get to the goons at some point here. But I think one thing I want to bring up is Steph's got to do something. Uh, Steph has got to say something here. Um, you're the leader. It's not up to Andrew Wiggins. It's not up to Jordan Poole. It's it's not up to Kevon Looney. Draymond's hurt. Clay's I, I don't know what Clay's doing, um, but it's up to Steph. If there's something wrong in the locker room and, and there's something that's got to be said and Steph's got to say, hey, Jordan Poole, you got to be better. Stop bitching. Steph's got to do that. Or if he's got to say, hey, Steve, stop the bullshit rotations, start Jordan Poole, he's got to do it. I think it's up to him. Right? That yeah. That's that's the leader. That's the leader of the team. It's not Steve Kerr. Right? It's the best player this franchise has ever seen. If something's got to be done, Steph has got to do it. And I think that's where the Warriors are at now. But, I mean, they, look, they're not the Warriors. They're not the Lakers. <laughs> they're down by 19 right now. They're getting cooked by Spencer Dinwiddie. I know, Sam and Dwight Powell. Uh, so. uh, you know, you know, it could be worse. The Warriors are cooked like forty hours <laughs> ago. But, but no, no, your your point, sta- your point stands. Like it, it's very to me. I mean, I'm 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 guessing, but I feel like since Clay's come back, a lot of players have felt like their role has. It, it, just like I said, there are players with different priorities all over the roster, so. Uh, and not in a bad way, just kind of like it, it's tough. It's tough when you're 22. It's tough when those things happen and it, they need to have the quote unquote come to Jesus moment. Yes, they do. Come together because do, it's it's moving in. It's slowly moving in a negative direction. Do, do they need a uh, do they need the uh, the uh, the vaunted uh, locker room? What are the what do they call it? The internal players only meeting. Uh, do they uh, need the, that? Is it the players only? Do they need that? I'm waiting for a friend of the show, Anthony Slater, to tweet out players only meeting and let us know. Like it was emotional. I don't know. Actually, Sham, Shams would be the one who would tell us that. Just, it was emotional, but they uh, they reached an understanding. Uh, Otto, Otto Porter stood on a chair and, uh, you know, so, some stuff like that. Who do you think cries? Who do you think cries? By the way, LeBron just shot the technical free throw. I don't know why. Uh, and he missed it. But who do you think cries in the players only? Who do you think is saying like we got we bonded? We got closer. Who, who do you think's the who do you think's the tearjerker? I'm going with Loon. <laughs> the, the strong, the strong silent type. <laughs> Loon's um Loon's gonna be the one who who says, guys, we're we're it's bigger. We're looking bigger. <laughs> Looney the leader, he really is trying to get that contract. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondering. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, let's get to the goons. (laughs) 
Ron. Yo, what's up? Um, just wondering, what do you think uh, how uh, Kamingo played the last couple of games? I feel like ever since he changed up his hair, he's kind of been looking off. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's something. And I, I mean, obviously, he's not going to be playing big minutes down the stretch in the playoffs. But any thoughts about Kamingo the last couple of games just with this tough stretch that we've been having? I appreciate it. It's a, it's a fair question. I thought so. One thing stood out to me with Kaminga tonight. He tried way too much to go one on one tonight. Uh, I don't know if you noticed it, Andy, but he did. He did stuff he does in the G League that he's generally not done this year. It reminded me of Wiseman last year, like where he gets the ball and you're like, bro, why are you, why are you trying to take Cat one on one when you have Steph Curry open six feet away from you? You know, like that type of stuff. And I'm wondering uh, if it's a consequence of them being kind of in a bad space where like everyone's kind of fractured and moving in different directions. But other than that, like, dude, I'm not going to get mad about Kuminga getting sauteed by Carl Anthony Towns. You know, like (laughs) Towns is, he's one of the best big men in the league. And you're asking a 19 year old rookie who's not even a big to guard him. Like, that was always going to be. If Wiseman played tonight and he got cooked, I wouldn't care either. It's one of those games where I- I'm never going to really get that mad at, at, at a 19 year old rookie for playing bad. There's a lot of other blame to go around, right? Uh, than that. And, and uh, I think in these situations, what what's made Kaminga's play so well is that the team's put him in a great situation. Obviously, he's super talented. But a lot of it is he's in a – same with Andrew Wiggins. He's in a great situation. He's not asked to do too much. But in these type of games where the Warriors need Kaminga to be great to stay within this game, right? They need him to be great. And that's where shit falls apart. That's yeah. where I think you, you, you don't want that. You don't want to rely on your rookies. You want to say, yeah, we're going to play Kaminga. He's going to play 15 minutes tonight. If he does well, great. If he doesn't do well, whatever. We'll be fine regardless. It doesn't affect the game. But games tonight where you're like, oh, Kaminga, I, I, I hope you provide a boost and I hope you make some threes, right? It's like, yeah, you rely on that. You're done. Yeah, it's not the move. All it's right, Karen, Okay, so... Sam and Andy, it's actually pronounced Karima. Karima. Since we're getting it all out now, you know. I apologize. I feel. No, it's okay. It's okay. As someone with the last name that no one can ever pronounce. (laughs) I feel feel very, it feels very, like, I just, it feels wrong. I cut you deep right there. (laughs) Exactly. Listen, I get it. I get it all the time. So we're good. We're good. Um, So I don't even know where to begin. But what I will start out with is that kudos to Damian Lee because he came in and he really played, I'd say, a solid game. We really needed that from him because he he was my two and a half players stepping up tonight that I kept saying only showed up. So like you guys have already said, if Andrew and Jordan don't get their head out of their asses and show up, that's all we need you to do. Show up. Just show up. Stefan can't do it all himself. We know this. And let me just end it here and say, we've got better days ahead. Draymond better be on that plane (laughs) and on that bench and coaching up these dudes. But hey, thanks for taking my call. You want to see a Draymond Corsair at the Lakers game? <laughs> I, I will put my fist in his throat. If he's, I'm telling you. Like, I'm already like done with him right now for not being on these trips lately. So, yeah. yeah. But we're going to be okay, guys. We're going to be okay. I appreciate the call. She makes a, a fair point about Draymond Green. Um, I don't know where he is, but Sam, he needs to be on the bench. I mean, if he's hurt and he can't travel, you know, fine. I get it. But if he's yes, they they can you know, use they can use some veteran leadership, as as they say, right? You can use a little veteran leadership. Christian, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, hey, you know. uh, uh, like the last guy, I remember the last green room. He was like. First time caller just had to discuss, so this is me right now. Nice. <laughs> um, 
first thing I just wanted to say, uh, I don't know if you guys, I know you guys probably talked about it in the beginning, but uh, thoughts on the pool situation. He was pretty hesitant tonight. Like I could tell like a lot of the shots uh, early, he was short. He airballed a shot, I think. And I think he just let a lot, a lot of defenders like get really close to him. And that's just more of him being super hesitant. And what do you guys think about uh, what has to happen to repair? Like, I can't help but think that this little rut he's in um, is kind of a really important storyline for this season. Like, it is. They really need pull. Yeah, they really need pull to feel confident and free. And when Kerr does like the whole tough love thing, it just pulls back on what, you know, what Poole had last year when he got better. He was playing a lot more free. Christian, appreciate the call. Yeah. Here's how I feel about the tough love stuff. Hey, Christian, thank you. The tough love stuff has got to go. Sam, we saw this last year. Cut the shit. We know that last year we saw Nico Menya and Brad Wanamaker. We know that Jordan Poole is better than them, right? What are we doing here? Right, Moses Moody's now starting over Jordan Poole. Moses Moody, as much as I love Moses Moody, the resident Moses Moody stand, Jordan Poole is better than him. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> we love Jordan Moses Moody around here, but play the kid. Like let let him struggle, let him start, get him some confidence. What are you doing? This is Here's- not an eighteen win team that you get to fuck around with. This is a championship contender. You need to get him confidence. Go, go, Sam. Go ahead. My whole, my whole thing is you have to coach every player differently. As we've seen with, let's just say, James Wiseman, they're very um, nurturing of Big Jim. And that's probably oh because God, yes. he doesn't respond to, you know, um, the drill sergeant type of coaching. They understand that, you know, he's having a hard time with his injury rehab and they need to build him up. Now, Jordan Poole is a different player, and I understand wanting to challenge him. But Mm -hmm. if you're losing him, which it feels like they are right now, like he feels completely checked out to me. Like that's the best way to put it. He feels checked out, feels like when he gets a ball, he's not thinking. He's just like, I'm just going to do what I want. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 You should recalibrate the way you're you're coaching him because you you can't afford to lose him. And I think they – Look, they know this. It's just a question of how they want to get there because this is not moving in the correct direction and they need to get him back to being the player he was in the beginning of the season to move forward. It's not even like I'm – Sam and I are not even asking Steve Kerr to cater to him. We're not saying, oh, my God, just run whatever Jordan Poole wants to run. Just get the kids some confidence, man. Y'all are killing them out there. Yeah, I mean, right. This coach is killing him out there. Oh, he makes one bad rotation. Oh, he's ripped apart. How many times have we watched Bielitsa give up a layup this season? I mean, Bielitsa would have played 15 minutes tonight if he wasn't injured. He's fucking awful. Could have used him. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, you cut the kid some slack. You point. I mean, any way you want to slice it, like we can, we can dissect it. Whatever they're doing is not working right now, and it's a question of. How do you get him back on track, right? Like the goal here is to get the best Jordan Poole on the court. So how do you get him back on track? Yep. Um, and, and now is officially the time where you you probably should reflect and be like, what we're doing is not working. So what can we do to get it to work? Yep. All right. Yep. Let's, keep, let's get to it. We got a lot of callers. Let's get to All right. Yule. Let's rip them. Yule, what's up? Yo, what's up, guys? Hey, what's we up, can brother? hear you. What's up, man? Yeah, y'all know me as SF Bay Germer on Twitter. Yes. Oh, yes, I sir. From My the man. South. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm from the Bay, but I just live in Houston. But, um, you know, I don't like what I'm seeing from the Warriors right now. Um, I know Steve Kerr is better than this, but I'm not going to put it all on him. But I do need Steph Curry to be a little bit better, too. Like, I, I know he can't do it by himself. He can, but he won't because he's trying to empower everybody else. But, um, like, Steph Curry needs some help. And um, I think I think one move that we should make, even though it may not be popular, is maybe trying to pick up DeAndre Jordan just to have somebody <laughs> in the center. I mean, we already have Lob City as it is. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, 
Like, why not? <laughs> my, my man, you've been, you've been, you've been in Houston too long. It's the only city that loves D, DJ that much. <laughs> uh, no, I, I honestly, Sam, I hate that, I hate that I'm, I hate them because I appreciate the call, man. How much would having just a center help them? <laughs> Do you think that's the answer? I don't know, man. It's like it's not the answer, but would you rather have DeAndre than Bielitsa? Is the question. Mm, I mean, if he suits up, yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's I can't I can't outright dismiss it, which lets you know where we're at right now. <laughs> Nova, what's up, man? Fuck, we are yeah, hey guys. Um, huh? yeah, I just wanted to like you know we're all seeing Jordan Poole Wiggins, but. I have a fundamental question. Like, is Jordan Poole that good? Like, you know, like he, you know, maybe we're underestimating the fact that he's been scouted. Like, remember his in and out dribble move? That's not working on anyone anymore. So, you know, he was what the twenty-eighth pick, you know, like is it that good? I think that's the question. Are we okay? Oh, this this is a fair question. I appreciate it. So let me let me make the case for you. So with the caveat, I don't think anyone here thinks he's going to be like James Harden or something. In lineups with Steph Curry, he has the best plus minus outside of Draymond Green. So he plays very well with Steph. He's a good shot creator. He's not a great shot creator. He's the best way I'd put it is he's he's really good at everything on ball. He's just not great at it. He's a good shooter. He's not a great shooter. He's good at creating a shot. He's not great at creating a shot. He's good at getting to the rim. And he has upside to be better at those things. But those are all things that no one else on the Warriors can do. And that's why he's so vital to this team. It's not that, like, we think he's Kevin Durant. It's that they have no one else who can create their own shot in this roster. And at a certain point, you need to get him going to see – because. You see, the the Wolves were throwing three bodies at Steph. They were throwing just like McDaniels, who, Beasley, like just all the wingspan at Steph, get the ball out of his hands. The guy who Steph gives a ball to has to be able to do something with it. I have nothing to add. You are correct. <laughs> I, no, you're right. You are 100% right. It's He is not the best player in the world, but he is good enough to help the Warriors. And, and he's, specifically, he's specifically good at something they need, which is shock friction. Very much need. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. William. William, what's up, man? Yo, can you guys hear me? There we go. We can hear you. All right. So I think we're kind of at a point where I think I want to say ever since the summer of 2018, that decisions that the front office have made have started to haunt them even more so. That not only we repeatedly discuss about the Warriors not having a shot creator or a center, and that needs to be addressed, and there weren't. So now we're now we're relying on Wiggins, who is dribbling way too much. He has increased his dribble to like seven dribbles. Seven, he's dribbling seven times per game way too much and it results in like Jordan Poole to not get his rhythm and then it also results in Wiggins' efficiency to not be up like the all-star Andrew Wiggins that we used to have because he can't play make he can't even make the simple reads like in the mass game that the normal two go to step one goes no one goes to Looney he can't even make that read correctly and it results in step to make a quick pass so it's like bro 
at a certain point, we Wiggs cannot guard up a position despite the improvements that he has made on defense. So we're at the point where we should – I'm really considering that we probably should have just split Wiggs' contract into, like, two players because at this certain point, if Draymond's going to be – and we, we have to really consider if Draymond's going to be healthy even when he comes back. If Draymond's going to be cooked, we can't rely on Wiggins to be all-star wigs anymore. And so what is that going to result in? More wigs, dribbles, because Kurt wants to be – Well, actually, William, I, I appreciate the call. I think you bring up actually – this is kind of the point we're getting at right now. Um, so, yeah, when Draymond's – and I appreciate the call. Great, great call. When Draymond's playing, he's that second ball handler, so Wiggs can just play off ball. If Draymond's not there, it's it's probably got to be Jordan Poole, which kind of gets to the point where it's like you got to get more ball handling on the court, and Poole is your best option if Draymond's not there. And, you know, whatever's going on with Jordan Poole, unhappiness with his role, unhappiness that he's playing, like it's affecting the team because right now it's really just Steph. and you're asking Wiggins to create shots and, you know, as Andy would say, he's not that guy. <laughs> uh, the only comment I've made, uh, I would make is uh, you split Wiggins into two contracts and the two players. Like I, I, who are these guys? How good are they going to be? I don't know. Yeah, if one of them is a ball handler for sure. Um, but like, it's like, know. It's back to all right. We're gonna get to a few more callers, Bob. Yeah, Mr. Rip through these. Mr. Bob Davolina, nice, uh, nice uh, name choice. I appreciate it. Thank you. I <laughs> I know the secret to getting Wiggs back to his all star level. He needs the booster. <laughs> Relax. But, I do actually have. I'm gonna take it away. I don't know how. I, I don't. I don't sucked. know how. I don't know how we just walked ourselves into that one. That was such an. <laughs> but I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the Warriors having the highest like local TV ratings, like by a pretty substantial margin. Do you guys like fully believe in the, I guess like the theory that just like homegrown talent, like actually propagates popularity. Cause we're seeing with like the nets and all these other teams, it's not, it's not resonating as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, that that is such a pivot for the for tonight's show, but I do think there's something to be said for it's easier for fans to connect with a player when you get to watch them grow from the beginning to the end. Like Steph is obviously the obvious example. It's fun to watch a player grow the whole way through. Like you know, Andy Andy's an Irish fan. He's he's already like you know crying about like Trey <laughs> going to the Hall of Fame because he's watched him grow the whole way. But like that whole thing, it, it's fun. You know, you 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 can talk about Giants if you want to. Like it's fun to watch like Posey from you know go from rookie year to to all that stuff, right? Unequivocally, that is a reason. I don't know about it, the main reason. I guess there's there's stuff with the uh, TV blackout rules, restrictions that I don't care to know about. But I think from a fan perspective, I, I think that's that's a huge part of it. I think if you're a Nets fan, you're not like I, there are going to be fans that are happy that the Nets get Kevin Durant. But I, there are a lot more fans out there that I think would be happier if the Warriors had if the Nets had ended up with Kevin Durant to begin with. Right. And I think that's what that's the yeah. beauty of Steph outside of the fact that. Steph is the most fun, impactful player that we've seen in 20 years. Steph is also a homegrown player that we've only seen on the Warriors. And the Warriors have a huge fan base. So. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's keep moving. Ty, my man, get us back on track. <laughs> this is ugly. All right, we, we tie back All right so this, yeah, yeah. the app, hey, somebody got to talk to Spotify about this go. app because this I'll should call, be I'll fucking call. up. I'll call Mr. Spotify. Be like, bro. Yeah, somebody, somebody got to tap in. Or but, Mr. Spotify. Or yeah, whoever, whoever. But <laughs> it's America, so probably Mr. Uh, anyways, uh, it's two things. Um, I went through a lot this game. The it was tough. It was ugly. Hurt a lot. Uh, I panicked. I got Doomer. Thought we were thought we had no chance to win the championship. But then I was like thinking, like Draymond Green is like. He's like such a genius passer that like when you run that split action, 
right? Like people can see it coming, but he can still get those passes in there. And like a lot of times we're asking Andrew Wiggins to do that and Kavon Looney, who like good players in their own right, but that's not their strength. Uh, so I've, I've completely pivoted. Game, that's for sure. Right. I've completely pivoted to keep my sanity. Uh, I'm just worried about the playoffs at this point. Once we're like, once we're in the playoffs, that's when I'll start like taking stuff seriously. And, cause, cause tonight was ugly. Tonight was, tonight was disgusting, but we'll get back. We'll get back. Appreciate the call, Ty. I mean, that is one perspective to have here where it's like, bro, this, this is frustrating. I get the anger, but like, let's wait till we get Draymond and Clay to line up before we, uh, you know, jump off the deep end. I enjoy that take because I do think that Draymond is going to help the offense, even though, you know, yeah. I mean, you look I mean, at Draymond and you're like, eh. I mean, having another passer helps, getting him into transition. Like, he just does so many subtle things. My man, Luke. Mate, I won't let you down, mate. I'll never leave you stranded. Don't worry, boys. I'm right here. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I'm not, I'm not going to blow up today. It's all good because Ryan just keeps fucking tapping requests when he in the a room opens so he can fuck off anyway. Um, what I was going to say was, uh, boys, can I get you to touch on a bit more about um, – about, is, is there any more comparison there between the Pat McCaw situation compared to a couple of years ago? And also to just a little rant yeah. on the game, and I, I'm with, I'm with you two as well. I'm not going to blow up yet until Draymond's back. But can we cut the bullshit out? Oh, this is a bit of a PSA, obviously. Like treating Slater like he's asking for fucking 007 nuclear codes when he's asking about a player's fucking health and getting like a smart ass answer. Like, I get it. He's in a hard position, Kerr. I get it. But quit the fucking bullshit. You can do that when you win games, but don't give smart ass <laughs> the guys that's jobs like you, Andy, Sam, to no information. You can do that when we win 73 games. Don't do we lose the fucking tables. Cheers, boys. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll, give Steve, I'll give Steve I'll give Steve this. I think he's just purposely messing with Slater because they have a good relationship. Like that's just I it's I almost feel like him messing with Slater is like uh I can't say it, so I'm going to sarcastically say it so you can read between the lines type of thing, right? <laughs> Um, sorry, Luke, that's, that's amazing. Cause I'm just, I'm <laughs> pa- pa- Patty McCall and Jordan Poole. What do you, what do you think about that cop? Yeah. It's not the worst. It's not like, I, I get where he's going. Like, is it going to hit a point where this guy's like, I don't care. I want out. I want out I want my own team. You, you guys are, you guys are invested in just your core guys. Um, yeah. I mean, friend of the show, Tony Slater always brings up Reggie Jackson in Oklahoma city as a comp and, but it all gets back to the same thing. It's a young player who feels like they're being blocked because they're on a team that's too good and they don't have a position to, you know, kind of show who they are. And I, I think that's underlying issue with, with, with pool. I don't know it to be true, but like, it's hard for me not to see like the minute he lost the starting position, uh, you know, things have gone sideways. Yep. Yep. I mean, he's just a lot better than McCall, but yeah, completely different players and definitely better player overall. But like, but they yeah, want so... the same thing, Sam. That's the point. These guys want it. You know, Poole looks like he wants to run an offense, and McCall, we know, certainly wanted to run an offense. So McCall couldn't do it. Jordan Poole might. Jordan Poole might be like you said, Reggie Jackson. He might be running an offense on a shitty team, right? <laughs> and, and then have a resurgence. Resur- right. You know, it's, 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 but you know, I get it. I get it. So, yeah, well, right, we'll see, right. You got to get your money. Like, end of the day, I can, may, can never maybe, blame someone. Or maybe they just started next to Clay and it makes sense going forward. Ooh. I don't know. These are all things that, but I get the frustration. Anyway, I get it. Last, last call of the night. Who's the closer? Connor. Let's close it out with a K. What's good, guys? How's it going? There we go. Let's go. How you doing, man? So uh, to close it off, I kind of want to get you guys' thoughts on general kind of leadership strategies. Because when I look at Steph, I feel like a lot of the leadership on the team ends up going to Draymond. But at some point, if Draymond's always kind of holding the organization's feet to the fire, I feel like they can kind of fall, you know, it falls on deaf ears and the organization can kind of like, you know, not take it as seriously. And when I look at somebody like LeBron, for example, um, you know, obviously, like we see some of like the passive aggressive stuff that he can do, but I feel like sometimes some of the stuff he does can benefit 
the organization to get closer to winning. So I'm just wondering, like, how does Steph find that balance between, you know, not going overboard sometimes like LeBron does, but not being too passive to where, like, you know, he doesn't really speak up for himself and, you know, stuff like that. Hmm. It's a a great point. I've always thought that Steph and Draymond are like a perfect unit. There you go. That's the answer. Like, that's the answer. Like, good good cop, bad cop. Um, it's, it's not Steph's style to be ultra confrontational. Um, it, it's, you know, it, that's kind of Draymond's responsibility more so. And I think without Draymond, you know, I felt like Steph was on an island tonight. Like he yep. played, he didn't play poorly. He also didn't play amazing. It was a lot of like, I'm going to get my 35. But like, <laughs> you guys are very LeBron-esque. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and, and that, that just speaks to his talent. He had 34 and you're like, yeah, he had a one-up game, right? Yeah. Um, but like it's it's one of those things where it's like when when will Steph do it? And it, it's just not a style. That's that's I, all I can say. End of the day, yep, you answered it. End of the day, it's not Steph. Steph is Steph, he is who he is. Like LeBron is who he is, Kobe is who he is. Uh, he has his flaws, Kobe had his flaws. LeBron has his flaws. Steph, same thing. End of the day, the balance is Draymond. Draymond's not on the floor. He's the guy. He's the guy that rips in a Steve. He's the guy that rips in a pool. Wiggins, right? He's that guy. Steph is not ever going to be that guy. And I feel like if you're asking him to be that guy, you're asking him to be like everything. And MJ had his flaws, right, Sam? Like MJ had his problems. And, you know, things worked out because of the guys around him. I think same thing with Steph. You can't ask him to be everything. They need Draymond back. They need Draymond yeah, to play we, back. We, it's we really tend, what it is. Tend to, we tend to write this hero narrative, and it, it's really just more of a collective effort in a lot of cases. Like they, you know, it's yeah. like it's like MJ. MJ is the best player I've ever seen. Killer instinct, bludgeoning people. All of it's true. It probably doesn't work as well if Scottie Pippen isn't like the nice guy who's <laughs> really going on. yeah, really right? you know, like like that sort of thing. And it's like you know. Steph's nice guy leadership is amazing and it's important and it gives the team a lot of consistency. But you know, sometimes you need Draymond there to to, to kind of get in someone's face too. Yep. So yep. we're gonna end it there. Very uh, interesting episode. Appreciate everyone who called in. We'll be back. Mm-hmm.